Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, my name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and it is good to be back in the studio. Good to be chatting with you today. And I hope that this podcast finds you well, uh, certainly on the road to wellness, if you're not quite where you want to be. I never quite am where I want to be, as happy, as content as I am in the moment. I realize since my middle name is more, right? I've, I've shared this with you countless times, something I heard years and years ago, and I thought, that is pretty cool. I always want to be known as a person who is satisfied with where I'm at, but I understand there is more to accomplish and to achieve, right? When when I was out there in my uh, substance abuse and addiction and my behavioral uh, challenges and, and uh, diversions, uh, there was always more that I needed. I needed more of that thing that kept me medicated and diverted. And so when I'm in recovery, why shouldn't the same thing be true, right? Why should I settle for being average or settle for less when I know, because you have shown me, you have taught me, you have demonstrated in your life how there is more to achieve. So my middle name is more, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, I hope this time of year is, uh, is, is finding an adjustment for you. For some of us new or relatively new to recovery, I remember it so well how my first set or a couple sets of holidays could be very challenging, but hang in there. We get through it one day at a time, and and Thanksgiving and Christmas and Hanukkah and the other spiritual um, uh, dates that you remember on your personal level. They're just they're days. That's really all they are. Uh, now, obviously, they have religious, spiritual, personal, and social significance. They are just days. And as long as we keep that in perspective, we will be fine as we go through them. Hey, you know, so often I just share what I'm thinking about recovery and other topics and things that you share with me or, or just things that come to mind. Um, but if, if you haven't listened to my story, um, let me just give you a little background on me. Obviously, my name is Robert Pardon, and... I am 66 years old. I'll be 67 just in January 3rd, so just right around the corner. I'll be privileged to celebrate another birthday above ground, right? Uh, My recovery date since my continual sobriety is April 25th, 1986, so that gives me about 34 and a half years of one day at a time to uh, to celebrate and to learn to grow. Um, Laura is my third wife. Um, We've been married over 31 years. Uh, I have five children, uh, two from my first wife, Sue. I have another daughter who uh, is born out of a relationship that I had back in 1987, and then the two children that I have with Laura. 
I have eight natural grandchildren and two um, adopted grandchildren for a total of 10. And we love to celebrate family. We love to celebrate life. I'm absolutely and totally committed to this thing called recovery because now it's not just about becoming the best person I can be, but I need to be the best Christian, the best man of God that I can be. I need to be the best husband. I need to be the best father. I need to be the best grandfather. I need to be the best friend. I need to be the best sibling. Both my parents are deceased, so, but I still want to be a good son, right? In, in memory of my mom and my dad, I, I still want to be that good son that um, even from heaven, they can look down and be proud of what their boy is doing. So that's just a little bit about me and and continue to share who you are through your DMs and your your text messages and, and the other ways that we communicate, because the more we know about each other, uh, the more comfortable we will feel. And the more comfortable we will feel, the more we will be willing to share and receive information that just makes us stronger. Don't you find that to be true? Hey, today is something that's very important in our quest to recovery. Today's topic is entitled, Amends is More Than Sorry. Amends is more than sorry. Oh, and by the way, at the end of this podcast, I'll give you ways to reach out, to connect, and and, to, and even to contribute to this, to this recovery movement. But today, amends is more than sorry. You know, the, the other night, uh, Laura and I, in, in the midst of our shows, we were going back through and re-watching uh, Seinfeld, which is just hilarious. So one of the episodes, Jerry wakes up in the middle of the night and and he um, he finds he's he's dreaming of something funny, so he wakes up and he makes a note on him, and it doesn't make sense the very next day. Um, fortunately, uh, I did wake up in the middle of the night. Uh, I was dreaming about making amends and and people in my life and how it's a it's a journey, uh, not just a one time event. And and so I, I I woke up and I grabbed my phone and and I put it in my notes and. And I made sure I made copious notes because I wanted to make sure the next day that it would make sense. It wouldn't just be a word. It was more of a concept that I was looking to develop. So that's what it is going to be today, right? It was born out of my consciousness, while I, subconsciousness while I was sleeping because I go to bed every night taking a personal inventory. Uh, and, and oftentimes I will dream uh, in ways of cleansing and refreshing and renewal. So when I wake up in the morning, uh, I am fresh. I am ready to go. I'm ready to make that commitment to the new day because I've left everything unnecessary in yesterday. So amends is more than sorry. One of the things that is built into healthy relationships is making amends. Now, I, I think this is really universal and something that every everyone should keep in mind as we explore uh, a healthy balance in our relationships. And I think this is just true for the average person, just the run-of-the-mill person who has not suffered or, or been uh, sidetracked or diminished as a result of addiction or behavioral challenges. So if that is true for them, how much more true is it for the person who has struggled with addiction and, of course, other behavioral challenges? Uh, as, as 
as necessary as feeling sorry is, because we do need to feel badly for the things that we have done, it is not as helpful as making amends. And I, and I hope that whatever recovery or life path you are on includes a personal examination of those we have harmed with the resolve to make things right. In the 12-step program, as you may or may not be aware, depending upon whether you're in it or not, and obviously if you're in the program, uh, you understand what these steps are, and hopefully you've worked them. If not, you are on your way to working them. Uh, But uh, step eight is uh, made a list of all persons we have harmed, right, Um, and became willing to make amends to them all. Step nine is made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. So there's there's a process by which we do that. So I lived my addictive life feeling sorry. Sorry is feeling regret. Sorry is an emotion. Sorry doesn't get anything done. Sorry is, again, feeling. It is feeling regret. It is a, a compunction. It's something that drives us. It is sympathy, feeling sorry. It is pity. It is something regrettable unfortunate, and even tragic. But again, sorry is an indication that we have a conscious anyways, I guess, but it is an emotion. I cannot count how many times I said I was sorry to Sue. Sue was my first wife. An amazing person. We're friends to this day. She's pretty remarkable. Uh, I'm I'm blessed to to know her, and uh, and her and Laura have a wonderful relationship, and uh, and even my children, Sarah Jane and Rob, have a wonderful relationship uh, with her as as well does um, uh, my daughter Frankie, because Sue is just sensational. But I cannot tell you how many times I said I was sorry to her or said I was sorry to my daughters that I abandoned or said I was sorry to parents, to to loved ones, to siblings, uh, to employers, what have you. I felt regret, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough until I decided to, to put some feet to the emotion, to put some action into that emotion, that feeling. And that is where amends comes in. That is why amends is more than sorry. Because sorry doesn't get anything done. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry I made you feel bad. I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I stepped over this boundary. I'm, I'm sorry I took your money. I'm sorry I didn't show up. I'm sorry I was late for the job. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm not a very good person. I'm sorry we're not getting along. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What does that do? I'll tell you what it does. It convinces the people that are hoping and wanting and needing us to change that we're not going to change. We become that boy who cries wolf, but we are just calling sorry. 
and it doesn't get anything done. So we need to transcend. And I'm not saying sorry is a bad thing. We should be regrettable. We should have pity. We should feel regret. We should feel sympathy. We should believe that some of our behavior is deplorable or unfortunate. But what happens after that? People in my life, when before recovery, they weren't convinced I was sorry. Do you know why? <laughs> because nothing changed. Nothing changed. I was still that person who was going to show up the way I was going to show up or not show up at all. The person who would exhibit that behavior that got me to feeling sorry in the first place, all the things that are added to that. It wasn't until I made an active decision to make amends, because amends is more than sorry, that people began to see that me being sorry meant something. Amends and again, amends is the action, the, ver- the plural version of the, of the verb amend. It means to alter, right? Modify, rephrase, add to or subtract by a formal procedure. This is from dictionary.com. I love this stuff and its practical implication to our personal recovery. I like that, a formal procedure. Steps eight and nine, they're a formal procedure. And I'm sure whatever religious or spiritual bend you come from has something built in just like this. It means to change for the better, to improve, to, are you ready for this? I love this next part, to remove or correct faults. Man. So I would recognize, I, was, I would tell you I was sorry for a fault in sorrow, but then in amends, I correct it. It means to grow or become better by reforming oneself. I love this stuff. This has got to make you feel good if you are actively involved in recovery because it really helps us connect the dots. Why are we doing this? Why? Because regret is an indication that we're breathing, right? Sorrow means at least I'm still feeling. But amends indicates that I'm serious about changing. to add to or subtract from by a formal procedure to change for the better. Don't we want to get better? And then we want to get best. We want to go good. We want to get better. And I love better because what's better? Better is is not just a, a one-time occurrence. For me to get better is for me to continue to improve. It is transactional. I'm better. I'm better. Better than what? Better than yesterday. 
Today, I'm better than yesterday. I want to be a better version. You've heard me say that more than once. I want to be the best possible version of me today so I can be the best resource for you. And I hope you feel the same way toward me and others. The, the amends process is really simple in its, in its concept, yet it is only for the most courageous. It really is. Unless you are willing to endure some type of suffering, some type of pain, some type of personal understanding This is not for you because we will be that person. Making amends is for the person who wants, not only needs. And you heard me share that in a previous podcast. We have to want this thing because everyone needs to make amends. Everyone does. I don't don't care who you are. Everyone has made a mistake in a relationship, regardless of the type of relationship, whether it's a relationship with a person, place, or a thing is, is not, is not um, germane to this. It, it's just true. Everyone has had and will have to make amends for something that they regret. Whether or not you do it, just tells us everything about ourselves and the people we say that we care for. So understand that walking down this path can be scary, can be discouraging, but I guarantee you there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train And it will reveal so much energy and power to you. One of the greatest gifts that I have is to personally demonstrate that I'm willing to do something about any disharmony or or, um, damage that I have done to go and make things right. So here are just five things that came off the top of my mind that um, I think would be good for us to explore and to consider. And you find out what they are for you. Maybe you already have your list. Maybe this will add to it. Uh, Jonathan, as always, will make sure that these are in the podcast notes and you can uh, copy them down later if you're not in a position to do that now. So here's, here's just the first thing. We are to search our innermost selves for the truth of how we conducted our relationships. Selfishness and self-centeredness, we believe this is the root of all of our problems. Pride, right? The seven deadly sins. It's not surprising that pride heads the list. Pride says, it's not me that needs to change, it's you. Pride says that I'm okay while I'm dying. Pride prevents me from seeing the things that I need to see about me in order to make the necessary changes I need to make. 
So we need to strip away that pride, that ego that edges God out. That's what ego means, E-G-O, edging God out. We need to incorporate our higher power into this process. We need to see ourselves as our creator sees us, good, bad, or indifferent. But we need to search ourselves for the truth. And the truth, when I came down to it, was sadly enlightening. I was very sad because I realized the harm and the depth and the degree that I caused people. But it was very enlightening because I knew I could work through it. But I needed to see how I conducted my relationships. Number two, we need to be willing to take personal responsibility for any negative outcome. We just do. So often when we look at a relationship or an area where we need to make amends, again, that whole pride thing, Pride will tell me, yeah, I did wrong, but you did me wrong also. Did you ever, did you ever do that? You know, that adage that when we point a finger uh, at someone, we have three pointing back at us, right? You might have heard it four, but the four, the thumb actually doesn't point back, it points straight up. So when we point a finger at someone, we have three pointing back at us. And that indicates to me that I need to take personal responsibility apart from whatever contribution I try to assign to you. Because this is about me making amends because making amends is more than being sorry and it's the right thing to do. I can't require you to make amends to me any more than than anyone could require me because if someone could have required me to make amends, I wouldn't have had all the relationship failure in my life and practical failure in my life because they could have just said, hey, we want you to make amends for this and that. Now go ahead and change and let's get back on track where we want it to be. That's not how my life went. I would feel sorry for when you said there was a challenge, but it didn't translate into amend. So I've said this before and I'll say it again. If I am there, if I'm in the room, if I'm in the relationship, if I'm part of it, understand this. Now, I need you to get your head around this. If I'm there, I'm 50% wrong, period. If I am in the relationship, if I'm in the situation, I'm there by choice. So I have to take responsibility. So I'm at least 50% wrong. Otherwise, remove myself, and I won't be, I won't be wrong at all because I, I won't be there involved in the situation or the circumstance or the person. So if I'm there, I need to take responsibility for any negative outcome just by being there. Now, it could remain at 50%. So my amends could very simply be, I'm, I'm sorry I was involved in that situation. I'll make sure that I'm not doing it again and I don't do it again. 
and that's the amends. And then if there's anything, while I was there, this is what I said, this is what I did. I promise I won't do that again. I'm here to correct the negativity that was created while I was there. I need to take responsibility for any negative outcome. And if you or the circumstance or the situation decide to do the same thing, then that's fantastic. You know, I I have a broom and it only reaches to my side of the street. (laughs) And so does yours. Share what we have found with the person or persons we have harmed. This is so true. This is step nine, where we've made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. You know, one of the most profound relationships that I have is with a person that I hurt terribly, and yet I made amends. And you have them in your life as well. I have a number of them, but there's a particular person that I harmed more than anyone else. And they know that my sorrow was actually immense because they see the life that I have today. And their forgiveness is so deep. I'm I'm, I'm amazed uh, at the depth of understanding that this person has. So we have to do that. Because if, if I'm not willing to make amends, if I'm not willing to demonstrate whether or not you receive it, that's up to them. Again, we, we can't control that. But what we can do is indicate to that person or that situation or that thing that we are changing for the better, that we're looking to improve, that we're looking to correct the negativity that we brought into that relationship. Number four, we make a daily resolve to become a person that others can trust. Make a daily resolve to become a person that others can trust. This is not a one-time event especially with some individuals uh, like my two oldest daughters, Kathleen and Carol. They need to see over, they, they have needed to see right now. I mean, obviously who wouldn't want a, any relationship to get better, but we're on such amazing footing. I'm so grateful to these women because they are women now uh, that, uh, but they'll always be my little girls. I'm so grateful that, that they've been open to see how I've changed and evolved over time to really solidify my desire to be different, to modify, to subtract from the negativity that I created by infusing it with positivity and change. And I need to do this on a regular basis because Walls are always there with people that we have harmed because that's the, it's human nature. Nothing wrong with it, but people that you've harmed who have a great degree of distrust may always have 
a little bit of that wall up. And you know what? And I'm perfectly fine with that, you know, uh, and, and I won't share the personal story on that. It would be too personal, but trust me when I tell you that just make that commitment every day, make a daily resolve. This is who I'm going to be. This is who I'm going to continue to represent and demonstrate to others that I'm not that person and they can trust me. Number five, continue to monitor relationships. This is piggyback off of four. Continue to monitor relationships to make any amends and adjustments along the way. This is really critical. This is not a one-time fix. This is not a weekend project. This is a life commitment one day at a time. And we need to monitor where that relationship is at. You know, I, I love the movie, What About Bob? Hilarious movie. Uh, watch it if you haven't. Watch it again if you have. And and it's baby stepping, right? And, and that's what we do in rebuilding relationships and making amends. We need to baby step this thing and we need to monitor how those steps are going. And that person that we're making amends to will let us know if that step is in line and how they respond to us. And when we see we're on a good track, we continue to to make amends in incremental amounts, right? I, with all of the harm that I've done certain people along the way, you can't make up for that overnight. So we need to make incremental or as um, uh, EF or I think it's EF Skinner, um, the psychologist back in the 50s, he called it successive approximation. Great term. Look it up. Successive approximation. And his theory was teaching pigeons how to bowl, which is really kind of cool from a psychology standpoint. Anyway, but it's successive approximation. It's baby steps. And we make adjustments along the way because we always want to be refining who we are. We always want to be skimming the dross that comes up from the smeltering gold because we are golden. So we continue to monitor relationships to make any amends and adjustments along the way. Above all, remain in the direction of our personal recovery. Always. Why not? (laughs) We're better people. We're better versions of who we ever thought we could be. As my dear friend Slow Will and sponsor says, he says to clear away the wreckage of our present to prevent it from becoming the wreckage of our past. Is sorry important? Sure it is. But amends is more than sorry. I want to thank you so much for joining today's podcast. Go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram. Find me, the recovery guy on Facebook. Go to recoveryguy.org and download all the podcasts, all the blogs, share, whether you're a treatment center or an individual, whether you're a person of recovery or you're involved as a staff member in a treatment center, share this content. Let others know what we're doing. Help them become more involved in their own personal recovery by becoming more involved with the recovery community. If you want to donate, go to Venmo at Robert-Pardon-3. Robert-Pardon-3 
for a one-time donation. And if you want to go to patreon.com forward slash recovery guy, you can make a monthly contribution. Everything that comes in goes back into this recovery movement. I'm so glad that you joined us today. And as always, my name is Robert and I am the recovery guy.